It's funny. Um, told y'all I wasn't gonna do nothing. Well, on social media, I said I wasn't gonna do nothing today, <clears throat> or at least I wasn't gonna do nothing during the daytime. Wound up doing something uh, earlier this afternoon at twelve. I think I'm gonna stick to that now. Morning time is just too much of a hassle. I'm still trying to get over this uh, congestion that I have. The cold part is is one and done, but I think I'm going to stick to doing uh, 12 o'clock noon to about 1.30, and then by the time it's like 1.30, I'm already heading to work, so that kind of works out better that way. But anyway, it's Monday night. I am Jersey Judah, and I'm back with another episode and another edition of the Crimson Capsule chapel alright so let's go to my episode playlist we got night talk we got Benny Johnson and I forgot the content creator Ruin Leon Ruin Leon how about that I actually remembered all three content creators Whose content is responsible for the episode? All right. Uh, first of all, we got Night Talk going over to Adam Twenty Two Fuckery. We got Benny Johnson going over uh, Tucker Carlson, giving his answer about possibly being Trump's vice president. Who knows? And then we got Candace Owen is right about black culture or the black community. One of the two. Uh, let's see, 10, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 24 minutes of content to go through on this episode, all right? We not, we not here for a long time, but we here for a good time, and let's not waste any time, man, it's fucking Monday, so the day until about, until about 15 minutes ago, the day is, has gone by great, right? All of a sudden, I get a knock at the door. I'm like, who the fuck is this? I'm at my job, by the way. Apparently, they got another group here. So there's that in which I'm pretty much coming to the conclusion that, you know, these people are doing things the last minute. So I got to do my last minute results. They're going to get what they deserve in this case. But besides that, besides having to do... um, extra work that I, I kind of just don't want to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. And like I always say, I do my eight and hit the gate. But 
let's not waste any time, man. Um, let's see what Night Talk has to say. I would go through the titles of these videos, but auto-rotate doesn't work on this app, which I don't understand why auto-rotate doesn't work on a music app, but it is what it is. Night Talk, all right, a.k.a. Stevie Knight on YouTube. Subscribe to both channels, Night Talk, and that is K-N Night Talk instead of N-I Night Talk, all right? Night Talk, a.k.a. Stevie Knight. Let's get it. Adam 22, Adam 22, Adam 22. I seen something that came across my feed on IG, and apparently this fool has created a whole show called For the Love of Lena. From what I can tell, it's a contest amongst dudes trying to win an uh, opportunity to smash Lena. So it's essentially, not essentially, it is Adam 22 pimping his wife out yet again, bro. Do I really want to do this to my... Um, I don't... I don't know where this logic comes from. I'm going to definitely disagree with what he just said. He's not pimping out his woman. No, he's a cuck. He's cucking out to his woman. For all we know, the woman could have been the one that came up with the idea. But then again, we've been talking about cuckatry all day. We've been talking about destiny. I mean, just the outright embarrassment that is destiny's marriage at this point. I mean, it doesn't get worse than this, you know, um, and it's like, look, it's not that I'm trying to make pimping cool or whoremongering cool because it isn't. So with that being said, Adam is not pimping out his wife. He is cucking out to his wife. It's one of the biggest I've ever seen. It's pretty solid. Okay. I think it's all that I need to see. so uncomfortable dog they ain't married this cat bro this is all for the but they got a baby though bro like what the fuck bro oh hello so you guys said you want to that is like an elephant trunk look how many veins there are come so these men are showing Lena the plug and Adam 22 their penises. That's what this sound is. That's, that's a whole lot of d That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Bruh. 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 I don't get it, bruh. How can you disassociate yourself to that extent, dog? You sitting here ranking dicks with your wife that's going to be... Sick. That's crazy. He gotta be gay low-key, bro. He gotta be gay low-key, dog. It's some zestiness, cuck shit, weird shit going on. Like, I know they're not, they're not a traditional relationship by any stretch of the imagination, bro, but, but what the fuck, dog? Traditional? Bro, they're far... This is like new age. And look, I'm a... I understand the mind of Adam 22. I don't agree with damn near anything that he talks about or his lifestyle, but that ain't my lifestyle to care about. But I can tell 
and look, this is just my opinion. I said this before, like, yo, I'm not like I'm not a fan of like the whole cuck shit. I'm not a fan of the no jumper sort of, you know, smash my wife show. I'm not a fan of that shit. And many guys who originally watched no jumper when it came to the interviews and shit like that, they're not fans either. But you got to understand that there's a wave like legitimately a wave of women or there's a wave of women and men, mostly men who are into this shit. And it's not like it's not like they're kind of into it or, you know, it's kind of just a a thrill. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like just a kink. Like, nah, this ain't no. Mm-mm. This is like a straight up, like people really get joy out of watching their wives get fucked. And there's like a OnlyFans, like porn subculture of just deprived, like sex deprived, like value deprived human beings, like straight up degenerates. And that's the wave. And Adam 22, he's a guy for content. But let's be honest, anybody in this sort of space of information, right? Like, let's just say like, like just the, just the social sphere, like the social sphere of information, podcast videos, everybody who's here is about content. To me, quality content is people crashing out cuckoldry like this I laugh at shit like this but I can never be a fan of it now I listen to Wack and Adam cause I fuck with Wack 100 but the cuck shit like nah <clears throat> and I was saying this before with uh, Fig Munity World shout out to them I think they're going close to their um, 100 show so shout out to them <clears throat> and sort of that separation from the people that listened to No Jumper, watched No No Jumper, and even supported No Jumper for the hip-hop related content, they had to take a couple steps back with this cuck shit. They're like, wait a minute. And I think the problem with, with Adam is he can't separate the two now. He's Adam 22 of No Jumper. So No Jumper is just as much as his wife getting fucked and, like, you know, his wife getting pretty much dogged the fuck out it, with no remorse, like, absolutely dogged out. And the people who are there, like, oh, okay, we, but we want just the hip hop interview. Like, we, we just want the hood shit. Like, nah, now there's a lot of cuckoldry going on. So, you know, this is a, this is a shanking, this, this is a sinking ship, in my opinion. Has to be. Ain't no fucking way. Your pipe game's crazy. What the f? I'll say. Cross again one day, my friend. There's two left. And it's time for us to finally pick one. It's been tough. I don't like to be mean. And we had an especially wonderful top three. You guys are all very attractive. 
You guys all turned me on during the uh, lap dance. Picking one over the other is just it's hard for me. But we have come to a conclusion. Yeah, after everything that we've seen today, we finally come to a decision. I saw this up. And the person who's gonna f my wife is. Wow. Lil D. Lil D. Nigga, stop playing me! First of all, let me start off by saying I never watched one episode of this. I don't care to. No disrespect to Adam, but the wife ain't really that bad. But then again, I guess that's the caliber of women that go out there and fuck for money. Like, she's not that attractive at all. I mean, I'm just being fair. Like, she's not ugly, but she's definitely not really that attractive. So this whole thing to me is just fucking weird. Like, how can a man love a woman and just go, hey, you know what will make things great? You know what will make me happier? If I could watch you, right? If I like, like, just imagine like Adam 22 going, hey, you know, you know, it would be really hot if you were getting piped out by a BBC. How about that? You know what I mean? You getting piped out by a big black dick is is what, you know, is what Adam likes. It's fucking amazing. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, This fucking car is retarded. Hold on. Bluetooth audio, you piece of shit. Bluetooth audio. Fucking piece of garbage. It has to be. All right, cool. I, I'm not going through the rest of this. I just don't care. I thought there would be like some jokes. I thought Stevie Knight would have like made a couple of jokes, but there was no jokes. There was nothing funny about it. You know what? I think it's time we do an audible. Remove. I think it's time we do an audible. We're going to go through these two videos. Then I got something planned. I got an audible set up. Academics was going in on these bitches, you know what I mean, selling pussy in the industry. So I think that's going to be the, the main event. But we'll see what Benny Johnson has in store, all right? Talking about Tucker Carlson. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Benny. A boy could dream, can't he? What do your dreams look like? Well, mine look like this, because I want this as my dream Republican ticket for 2024. Tucker Carlson as VP candidate. Donald Trump at the top of the ticket. This is, I mean, quite clearly what we should do as a party, because there is no better distillation for the vision of Donald Trump's populism and America first than Tucker Carlson. You could argue that Tucker Carlson was doing it before Donald Trump was doing it. Tucker Carlson, of course, the most widely accepted and powerful penetrating uh, populist in uh, world history, arguably, <laughs> the biggest audience in world history, arguably, uh, for this message. And so that's kind of what a VP does. Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson get along swimmingly. Uh, they really like each other. This photo here that also includes the great Marjorie Taylor Greene was at a tr uh, golf tournament. Trump and Tucker laugh alongside chants of let's go Brandon ring out across Bedminster Golf Club uh, uh, Donald Trump's golf tournament. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Trump 
Marjorie Taylor Greene have a jovial conversation and laughed and waved at the cameras. The uh, Let's Go Brandon chants, of course, uh, raining, ringing across the golf course. Alpha energy all around Donald Trump singing, I think, the national anthem. <laughs> what a legend. So why are we talking? I mean, yeah, and also what a, what an unbelievable difference from this translucent, pale, uh, syphilitic uh, 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 resident at the White House. Why are we talking about Tucker Carlson as vice president? Well, uh, behind the curtain, exclusive how Trump would build his loyalty first cabinet. Is it like loyalty is a bad thing to have in politics? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you search this for Tucker. It's a very long article, but you search this article for Tucker Carlson, and what you'll find is this very interesting anecdote here uh, where Melania Trump calls for Tucker Carlson to become... Uh, Donald Trump's vice president. Oh, shit. Here's an interesting twist. Melania Trump advocating for picking Tucker Carlson, the booted Fox News star. She thinks Carlson would make a powerful extension of her husband. A source close to Trump told us the former first lady has made few campaign appearances this time around, but Trump Carlson ticket might encourage her to hit the trail. Trump asked last month if Carlson would be a good VP. I like Tucker a lot. He's great common sense. The idea of Tucker Carlson has been discounted by many people close to Trump because they'd assume he'd never pick somebody who could outshine him interesting but the two men talk a lot but honestly i don't think and this is just my personal opinion um i don't think tucker could outshine trump in fact i think tucker would compliment trump and and trump would compliment tucker i think when people seen and and i'm not i'm not the only one that felt this way when people seen that Trump chose Mike Pence, it was kind of like one of those, huh? What's going on? What? I guess the super hardcore tradcon, you know, traditional right upholded Mike Pence for the time being, but we kind of saw the writing on the wall, you know, after January, after January the 6th. It was kind of clear, in my personal opinion, that Mike Pence chose his side. And it was pretty much a sinking ship ever since this nigga talked about he was going to run for president. As if, like, people legitimately give a shit about him. Um, he was, wasn't he the first guy? Wasn't this, wasn't this jabroni the first guy to leave? He was the first guy to, to, to exit the campaign, correct? It was him... Then it was, what's the black dude? I forgot the black guy's name. Then it was him. Yeah, like these people are crumbling. What's interesting to me is I always felt that, I always thought that Chris Christie was the first one to leave. Like, yeah, he got to go. I always felt that he was the first one. If anything, he's out. Right? Like he's out. He's the first one gone, but apparently not. But no, I disagree. Uh, and I think that conversation should never be had again unless you don't want Tucker Carlson as president. That's just my opinion. Like the reason I don't understand what people are thinking when they say dumb shit like this. Like, oh, well, uh, Tucker will will outshine Trump, I think. And you want that to happen? I mean, like common sense, people. Trump was going to lead the way. And, you know, the intentions was you have two terms. So you kind of go get the job done. He wasn't expecting 
for the mess that happened with what happened with YouTube, Twitter, all these other Twitter files that came out, X files that came out. And then now him running, it's a different strategy on how to pick a VP. This time around to pick a VP, he can't pick somebody that's just going to be a one term because to get the job done, you know, in, in the edge, Russia and UK and some of these other places have, somebody can be in office and running for a while. Look, we don't support that. It's not the America way. But that allows for you to really inject some of the ideas that you have. So if you're a good leader, you really have plenty of ample time. You have ample time to create that momentum. But on this time around, he only has one term, four years. Okay, and his age is getting close to 80. Now he's a fired up, energized guy, so doesn't look like he's slowing down, but his VP choice has got to be different. So I know the question was asked at the beginning that they said, you know, what Melania said, and you were very complimentary. <coughs> but one, if you did get that phone call, would you entertain it? And two, if not, do you think if you could be, you know, unbiased in the most possible way, do you think you would make a good VP candidate? And if not, who would you think would make a good VP candidate? Because the strategy has got to be 12 years, not just four years. Yeah. Well, then, thank you for that question. And thank you for the nice intro. And it's good to hear from you. I, I don't um, I don't know if I'd make a good VP candidate. I mean, probably not, actually. I mean, I've never done anything like that at all. I'm, you know. All right. So I think he's not going to be VP. And I don't think it's smart. It, and this is just my opinion, right? Because he's given different answers. You know, I've, I follow Tucker when I can, right? I checked out an interview that he did with Roseanne Barr for the Roseanne Barr podcast, and he was a bit more optimistic towards the idea, meaning he would be willing to give it a try. You know, why not run with Trump? And he, he speaks very, very, very highly of Trump. Now, there's times where he's disagreed with Trump, but that's, you know, politics. But for the most part, he's been pretty... I would say almost biased towards Trump in the most fair and reasonable way. Um, but Trump really has a huge responsibility of that VP. That VP, he want, in my opinion, I still think uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is a good is a good pick because of his age. He's the one that's getting out there. I mean, outside of, uh, you know, outside of this one sided, you know, one way, uh, <laughs> you know, this one way debate that we have in which we all know that Trump's going to be the one victorious. I think out of all the people that's on that podium, the one person that can be a good representation alongside Trump would be a Ramaswamy, a younger guy, a guy who can be the one out there, you know, who has the voice, right? Um, other than that, I mean, I've mentioned Carrie Lake. I don't really see anybody else. I've heard uh, rumors that Ben Carson might even be a pick. Who knows at this point? At this, at this time, though, I don't think Tucker Carlson... He wouldn't deny it, but I think it's not that he has a lack of enthusiasm. I think he has a more realistic perspective. It's my opinion.
video of a bunch of black men <coughs> and black boys wearing suits and they look pretty fancy. And I thought, huh, that's a nice little thing. Maybe it's a youth group trying to teach boys a bunch of life lessons. Perfectly fine. But apparently a lot of people were upset about that. And those people were black people. And yes, their takes on it were fucking stupid. I ain't gonna lie, y'all was kind of doing too much with them black men in the suit. Because I'm a strong believer. What do you agree or not? Alright, so was that was that really just the end? I think it was more Okay, so we have a huge problem with this program that I'm using. Because Congratulations. When I hit pause, it doesn't pause the video. It literally just turns off Bluetooth. So let me go back to where the fuck I was at here. Washington, Washington. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda reserve judgment on that, obviously. Carlson, the booted Fox News star, she thinks Carlson would make a powerful extension of her. All right, here we go. Interesting. But the two men talk a lot. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen. What does Tucker Carlson have to say about this? He was asked in our exclusive X spaces about it, and, um, well, didn't say no. Have a listen. Um, here we go. Uh, Tucker, There, I'm sitting here looking at an article right now from Axios. And this article uh, says that Melania Trump wants you to be the vice presidential candidate for Donald Trump with Donald Trump in 2024. What do you say to Melania Trump? Well, she hasn't texted me that. And it's in, you know, a publication published in Washington. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of reserve judgment on that. Obviously, I'm flattered if it's true. I like Melania. I don't really know her. But she's Eastern European, so that suggests we have exactly the same attitudes about everything. Um, <laughs> so I'm flattered. <laughs> so that is what Tucker Carlson had to say directly about the article, sort of like shrugging it off and saying, I like uh, Eastern European women. Uh, but he was asked directly one more time by Patrick Pet David of the PBD co- uh, podcast um, uh, and Valuetainment. This nigga, uh, hold up, let me make sure this is Of paused. course, Donald Trump has one. This nigga's been trying to get an interview for from Donald Trump for I don't know how long. Shout out to Patrick Bet Davis. Shout out to the PBD podcast. This nigga has been and shout out to Valuetainment. This nigga has been looking for Trump for over for over two years now, probably more. I remember checking out this guy. Pause. Um, twenty twenty around twenty twenty. Right around the time when I think at the end of 2020, when Biden won. Allegedly, of course. Now, I didn't know much about him. I still don't. I guess he's kind of like a moderator who's more sort of on the right when it comes to a lot of things. But he's done a lot of um, interesting interviews. He's done one um, interview in particular with uh, Joe Rogan, and he was always trying to get Joe Rogan like, yo, man, you should reach out to Trump. You know, what I mean, get Trump on your platform. It'll be big. And, you know, um, Joe Rogan is pretty dismissive about it for obvious reasons. For one, even if he agrees now with Trump, he realizes the sort of reaction that a lot of his audience would get. And I don't think he's willing to take that risk. I think some things are worth the risk, in my opinion. Um, 
like it, like 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 even if I could have had like like if if you're in that space and you could have someone from the left, even someone that you just wholeheartedly disagree with, have him on the platform, it would definitely be worth it. Just to sort of just to sort of show your audience that you can have, you know, people that you may not disagree, you may not agree with and be able to have like civil discourse. I don't think um, I I don't believe that this whole Tucker is vice president thing is really going to work. Now, I wasn't I wasn't really uh, I wasn't against it. You know, I mean, there's just there's been more there's been a, a lot more bizarre things to happen in this country than Tucker Carlson being vice president. I don't know, like Donald Trump being the president. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. One term to serve. He's already served one term as president. He can only serve one more. So his selection for vice president means a lot. And Tucker Carlson, again, answering here by not saying no. Listen. Oh, I think everybody is wired in a different way. I try to study you to see, you know, what your uh, what level of fight you're willing to do for this country. Because obviously, for my end, I've watched you, not the other way around. I consume your content. My boys are in the car right now. I just picked up Dylan, my oldest son, who's listening. My youngest son, who plays soccer. My oldest son, who watched you a lot for many years. He's 11 years old. The youngest is 10. Trump's first election he went on, first, you know, 2016, he had to choose a VP like Mike Pence. And the reason why that worked, obviously, you know, who Mike Pence had as voters, location, yep. state, where he Bingo. was based out of. Bingo. What uh, sect of voters he <coughs> went over, whether that helped or not, it is what it is. But he kind of needed a person that was a yes person that wasn't going to say a lot, and Trump was going to lead the way. And... You know, the intentions was you have two terms. So you kind of go get the job done. He wasn't expecting for the mess that happened with what happened with YouTube, Twitter, all these other Twitter files that came out, X files that came out. And then now him running, it's a different strategy on how to pick a VP. This time around to pick a VP, he can't pick somebody that's just going to be a one term because to get the job done, you know, in, in the edge, Russia and UK and some of these other places have. Somebody can be in office and running for a while. Look, we don't support that. It's not the America way, but that. All right. So we kind of pretty much already have the same reaction. So I'm not, I'm not too pressed. I like, it's hard to say. Cause it's not like I don't, I, it's not that I wouldn't support um, Tucker Carlson being vice president. Uh, president, I would want his decision on being vice president to be solid. You know, he can't kind of be like, yeah, I, I wouldn't see why I wouldn't, uh, you know, join Trump. And he said that um, on a Roseanne Barr podcast. <clears throat> I think maybe he thought about it some more and was like, well, it's a heavy responsibility. You know, you're going to pretty much be putting the target on your back. You know, uh, Tucker Carlson was realistic enough to ask Trump the question of, you know, what do you think of the possibility of an assassination attempt? You know, does Tucker Carlson want to be a part of that assassination attempt? I mean, look, this is just questions that, you know, just questions I I like to ask. Um, Personally, like I said, uh, 
somebody more like Vedic Ramaswamy is a young enough guy to sort of reach the people and sort of reach the youth in a way that a lot of vice presidents weren't able to do so. Um, on terms of wisdom and insight, it was rumored that Ben Carson could possibly be a pick. I think that would be an excellent choice. Um, I mean, it's important though. It's more important than people may think. Like once again, already been stated that he's, uh, he's already did four years. So this would be the last four years if he would win. So you kind of want a person who's young, who at the end of it all, he can just say, fuck it, I'm going to run now. Get enough hands-on experience to sort of have that momentum, you know, you know, with an audience, with supporters to be able to sort of pick up where Trump leaves off. I mean, like I said, this is a very important uh, situation here. This is very important. All right. Because, you know, another Mike Pence, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that would work out well, especially with the condition that the country's in. I think the person who's vice president has to have a voice. Now, it doesn't mean this voice has to outweigh Trump by any means, but he has to have a voice in terms of him having to be able to speak out. You know what I mean? And not be, you know, adult. Don't be a Kamala Harris, for Christ's sakes. You know, what the? All right, so this is going to be the end of segment one. I'm going to make this segment short because the next segment, I might go over an hour. We'll see. But, you know, stay tuned. You know, get, you know, get a get a beverage. You may have a blunt already rolled up. I have a blunt rolled up. I had to put my shit out halfway. Some high as hell already. Plus, when I'm done, I still got a good amount of things that I got to do here before I finish my eight and hit the gate. So stay tuned. Be right back to be continued. All right. Segment two, man. We're jumping in to uh, Candace Owens from uh, I think it's ruined Leon. It's not Leon ruined, is it? I might have gotten it. No, it's Ruin Leon, all right? And this is on Candace Owens. And matter of fact, while I have that, let me add something. I hope I have this shit on here. Good, all right. We're going to play a bit of the academics uh, stream because this nigga goes off, all right? It's totally worth it. And and I'm going to tell you why it's worth it. In some cases, you almost hate what you are. Are you you talk bad about what you are or certain aspects of yourself? You'll point it out in others, not realizing that you may do the same thing or you have sort of the same mentality or the same attitude. I'm saying all this to say that it's quite funny to hear somebody like DJ Academics point out these women as sex objects and as pass arounds and thoughts. Okay, it's very funny. It's quite interesting. I never heard this uh, type of momentum from academics yet, ever. Well, actually, no, I heard a couple. When he was going on um, Amber Rose, 
Yeah, he was he was he was bugging. He cooked her though. And she deserved it. You know what I mean? She deserved it. You know. But uh we'll get into that a little bit later. For right now, let's check out Candace Owens, alright? Or a video about Candace Owens from Ruin Leon. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I just want to rant about this real quick because it makes me itch how far people want to try to use this word representation and glorify it to a weird extent and then demonize other people for having what they would think is good representation, but in the minds of somebody whose perspective is skewed by nothing but social media and stupid people on TikTok, they're gonna see whatever good representation is as just somebody trying to look good for a white guy. A month ago, I saw this video of a bunch of black men and black boys wearing suits and they look pretty fancy. And I thought, huh, that's a nice little thing. Maybe it's a youth group trying to teach boys a bunch of life lessons, perfectly fine. But apparently, a lot of people were upset about that. And those people were black people. And yes, their takes on it were fucking stupid. I ain't gonna lie, y'all was kind of doing too much with them black men in the suit. Cause I'm a strong believer, whether you agree or not, everybody should have a place where they go meet other like-minded people like themselves and just feel comfortable. You may not agree, you may not like it, but you know, that's you, it is what it is. But I think I was more confused by the backlash because like, Lily was not gonna fake your day, you know? Whether it was black men in the suit, black women in the dress, they just wanted to get together and do their thing just by themselves. It wasn't gonna hurt just to be like, ugh, let's grow past. We see the same image every year, but for some reason this time, can y'all do something with them? I don't know what's up with these gay guys. Like, I don't know, like, what their thing is. Like, why they're so critical about straight men. It's almost like they have a jealousy of straight men. Like, you know, a man being straight and, like, these guys decide to meet up in suits and shit for whatever reason. Probably, like, a Kevin Samuels fanboy club type of thing. Whatever. That's their thing. They like doing it. Just like you gay people, you like to go out, have flags, walk around in the street and dog collars. That's your thing, right? That's your thing. It's not our thing. We want nothing to do with that thing. But every time men decide to meet up in suits for whatever reason, I don't agree with it or disagree with it. It is what it is. These gay people have this like straight bashing. They have this straight bashing like mechanism in their brain. We got to hate the straight people. Oh, they're straight and black. Oh, they're straight black men in, in, in suits. Oh, this is Kevin Samuels. Oh, this is, you know, like, come on, cut it out. This this is the last type of person who should be talking about this shit. Respectfully. Suits, don't get it twisted. They look nice. But are y'all going to lunch, dinner, church? They just going to stand in line and pose. My cousin, baby daddy's in this line. He never held or even seen his son. Don't even pay child support. It's just kind of like, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Clap it up and it's you in return. You want to go to your spaces and just be freely in your spaces. You should do that. The only reason I can see so many people get riled up because of something that said positive image. But you know, to them and their ideology, it is a positive image. You know, let's call it spade a spade. What's the harm in seeing a black man in a suit dressed nice and get together with a bunch of other like-minded men? Nothing. Even if they was tacky or looked a mess or whatever. It's one of those. Like, once again, what's up with these, like, straight up, like, fairy gay guys? In their commentary, like, it, motherfuckers don't give a shit. Do you understand me? Like, when I say shit, like, I don't give a fuck about any of these Kevin Samuels fans or gay people that want to parade in the streets with dog collars, I can care less. My only job is to bring it up when it's brought to my attention. So now I'm going to have to be 100% direct. Okay, so 
what bothers women with men wearing dress, uh, men wearing or men dressing up in suits because they're not being pursued by those men in those suits. That's what bothers the women. I figured it out. You don't got you don't even got to wear a suit. You can dress a little casual, some slacks, dress shirt, a little tie. You know what I'm saying? Little light members only type jacket, you know, real fly shit. You don't got to wear a suit. You walk past these bitches and say no words to them. Their first thing, like the first thing these whores do is say, oh, this gay ass nigga, look at him. It's like, damn, you got to be a fag to be to be well dressed, I guess. huh? But then you got gay people commentating like, nigga, what is this? This is the black. Uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Paris. What's the black guy's name? Uh, Perez. Uh, this is the gay Perez Hilton. We don't need a black. Perez Hilton. We just don't need that. We don't need that, man. Shit is already bad enough right now. And keep going. Well, I project those insecurities out there, you know. But I left it alone at that. Then we fast forward to maybe two weeks ago where I see this five, six, or seven-year-old rapping about things he should know nothing about. Oh, here and we out go. Of all the reactions, whether it be people criticizing this, go. whether it be people praising this, the one that gained the most traction was from my twin sister, Candace Owens, who was not in favor of this. And for some reason, people thought it would be a good idea to get that same five, six, or seven-year-old to respond respond to Candace Owens. So to understand that he is basically talking about a presumably random woman who can't hang out with him unless she's willing to perform fellatio. This is a nine-year-old, okay? And he is talking about his gun and he is talking about having 100 rounds as he runs from the police. Thuggery. Totally Thuggery. YouTube content safe. Thuggery. Do you want to say that? Oh, <laughs> Why? Uh, what happened? Hey, I'm doing my They always Bring it to uh to her restaurant, right? Mhm. What? You were telling me about that food trash. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, you hear him say that uh, I need to be quiet because I'm all up in his silk. He's obviously being egged on by the adults, and that's really who I want to respond to because little RT is a child, and my heart breaks for him genuinely. I, I see a child that could have so much potential, and yet he is surrounded by monsters, people that know. What do y'all think about this uh, situation? I heard this person. I think uh, who was that? Uh, Kai. I forgot the dude's name, Kai. I think Kai, I forgot. He's the fucking popular streamer. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like shutting the shit down when it comes to streams right now. He had this kid. He was like nine years old, nine, ten years old. And he was rapping. Like he was uh, like rapping, like gangster rap. Talking about smoking homies. And he got the pack. And these niggas is doing drills and. You know, the bitch can't come in unless she top me and my mans. Like, it just sounds wild, bro. Even a nigga that's in his 20s saying some shit like this, I would go, so this is the wave? Like, I'm I'm trying to figure out the wave. Apparently, I'm not catching the wave. I don't, I don't get it. But this nine-year-old and people are listening to it. They're bopping to it. Like, yo, this shit's hard. You go to the comment section. It's like, yo, this slaps. And, like, people forget, like, yo, this kid's nine. Like, is this kid living the life that he should live at age nine? 
talking about thugging and 100 rounds and spraying at the police. Like, come on. We got to stop. We got to stop because it's all fine and dandy until that's your niece, until that's your nephew or until that's your child acting like this. Okay, that's just the truth. That they are not furthering his rap career. In fact, they are probably leading him down a path of of harm. Obviously, if he cannot even read at the age of nine years old, the future is not looking bright for him unless there is some sort of an extreme intervention in which there should be. And I'm just here to say, as somebody who has no stake in the game, because I'm not really interested too much in trying to have dialogue with individuals who don't know the definition of representation and will glorify the dumbest shit possible, claiming that it is part of the culture. Candace Owens, whether you like her or not, is correct. Oh, I do. Why in the fuck is... I do, by the way. I'm very biased. ...is a child rapping about this shit. And when you have these conversations about what is good media for young black people to consume, it's an important conversation that should have been had years ago. The problem is people want to pretend like it's an issue now because there's some woman named Sexy Red talking about how her asshole is brown. That's not really how you have that conversation. It's how you have a skewed perspective. Because as much as you want to blame Sexy Red for all the problems today, I could look at Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, and various others who were not good role models for young black men in the 99s and the 2000s no matter how much you want to say that that shit was good here's another question and I, I understand what he's trying to say but here's the problem our culture expects these rappers to be role models that's the most dumbest shit I've ever like for you as a black person to expect it's one thing to say we deserve or we need more positive music in the circulation, right? We need a balance of the drill and the street shit. We need a conscience. We need a consciousness, a more sort of pro-political approach in our music. I, I stand for that. Now, I don't think that we should be telling these gangster rappers, hey, make positive music. If they don't want to make positive music, they're not. They're already making some of these artists are making music that they don't want to make, but they got to make it in order to, to keep the fucking contract that they have going. I We've heard uh, Sukahana. We heard Sukahana. We heard Sexy Red insinuate that they're kind of signed for their foolishness. They can't make the music they want because they've already made an ass out of themselves. And these people that pay them large amounts of money get a kick out of them making asses of themselves or them showcasing their asses. That's the reality of it. I mean, you can you can kind of you can try to water it down. But at the end of the day, why would we expect these rappers to be role models in any way, shape or form? These are businessmen. Are businessmen considered necessarily role models? Is a venture capitalist considered essentially a role model, especially in this society? No. These are the people that are vilified. But if you're a struggle rapper, if you're a rapper gangbanging, if you're a rapper that's only promoting violence and chicanery and bullshit, you get the upper hand. And that's the fucked up part. That's the part of the culture that I don't agree with. And I don't think that that should be a part of the culture. You know, there should be different, um, you know, there should be different, you know, stories that are incorporated in these 
and, and, and music and into rhymes rather than just the same old, same old, or really it's kind of like a prototype or whatever is hot. It's like a soundboard or it's like a, a, a sound bank of just popular sounds for the moment. Right. And all the music sort of has that same frequency and that same sound. Right. you you can't expect one of these rappers who's been making millions of dollars tens of millions of dollars from making that same type of music to do things, quote unquote, more positive. The more positive shit ain't getting airplay. The more positive shit ain't making money. All in her champagne. She ain't even know it. I took her home and enjoyed that. And she ain't even know it. Go ahead. Look at that is calling out negative media should not be a problem. But for some reason, even though there are some people who side with Candace Owens, there's still going to be those people who look at Candace Owens and say, you don't know what you're talking about. All you do is talk down on black people. All you do is lie about black people. All you do is want to make money on black people. And my response to any of you is, first of all, who cares about anything else my twin sister says? I barely listen to what she has to say. But when it comes to something that comes upon my timeline and I actually take time to listen to it and she's right, you can't contest that with your hurt bitter feelings i think i think that sort of way of thinking in general where it's just like oh well you know you only listen to people when they're right if that if, if that makes sense like yo you can listen like i can listen to i can listen to fucking uh charleston white right and just get a kick out of this shit because a lot of times he be cooning right this nigga be cooning. There's just no other way to put it. He be wilding the fuck out. He be cooning. All right. Now, I I can acknowledge the fact that out of eighty five percent of him cooning, there's fifteen. There's a fifteen percent chance that he actually says some positive shit and some enlightened shit. Other than that, it's cooning. I don't go listen to a Charleston White and expect eighty five percent of insight. And 85% of pure science and information, I expect 85% of the cooning. That's what I expect. <clears throat> it's not unfair for me to say this. If you got a man who's already telling you that most of the shit that he's doing is strictly based off of entertainment, you would have to be a dummy to expect anything more than that going forward. It's funny I'm mentioning this because I kind of want to stop briefly and mention Charleston White for a bit. As a matter of fact, I'm done with that video, too, because that to me was, you know, mid. All, all these videos that I went through today is mid, but we're going to end this with a bang. Shout out to Academics saving another episode and he don't even know it. All right. Um, with Charleston White, there was a content creator. You guys may know him. Jason Whitlock. The Fearless Show, and they were talking about Charleston White, and I didn't know that these people were fans of Charleston White. Now, when I heard Jason Whitlock, and I'm thinking Charleston White, I'm thinking, okay, because we went through a little bit of that when they were talking about Andrew Tate, and they didn't have that much positive shit to say about Andrew Tate for good reason. Number one, they're Christian. They're not going to believe or really partaking a lot of the shit that this nigga says. So Charleston White was sort of like that wild card. Like out of all people, they're like, hey, we support Charleston White, 
we understand um which I which I can understand that. We understand the entertainment aspect. We understand the method to his madness because he always explains it. Say, like, yeah, I got a character. I grew up watching Dolomite. I play a character when I'm on camera. When I do interviews, I have certain things that I say that rouse that rouse people up, that gets people talking about me, and I cash out on it. That's pretty much what Charleston White says. And you may not respect that directly, but you would have to respect at least the honesty. Or if you are a hater, you would say it's stupidity, which I understand both definitions. The reason why this is obviously stupidity to the hater is because, well, you've already given up your bag of tricks. Now we know what you're doing and what it's all about. So if it's rinse, wash and repeat and it has to be another controversial subject for you to get an interview, then people are going to figure you out. On the other hand, people already know that most of this shit, this entertainment shit is BS any fucking way. And niggas nine times out of ten who's beefing are really behind the scenes shaking hands and cutting checks. I've been saying this shit for years, man. I've been saying this shit for years, but... With the Jason Whitlock uh, fearless shit when they were talking about, and, and I think, I believe within the, the next couple of days, if not a week, they are going to have Charleston White on the program with them. And we know, I know just just from like, let me give you all, let me give you all an example, right? Because a lot of y'all should know about Charleston White. Y'all should know of Charleston White. So when you hear Charleston White is doing an interview with Cam Newton, you can expect the Coonan, you can expect the character, you can expect the Dolomite, uh, the Dolomite sort of persona that he puts on. When he does more professional interviews, he has a more professional tone. So this nigga ain't dumb. A lot of niggas say he's slow, he's stupid. He ain't slow or stupid. He may be smarter than most Negroes today. And I have to say that honestly. Because unlike other people who talk the talk about doing things for the community, this man actually has a track record. Like he's actually done work with like governors and shit from around the country. Um, He's fought for getting the juveniles fair charges, lesser charges, and and chances of actual uh, rehabilitation rather than criminalizing and destroying the young children's lives. That's a lot of things that people don't know about Charleston White. The problem is, and Charleston White said it himself, niggas don't give a shit about all that. And that's the stone cold truth. Niggas is like, man, I don't care about that. They want the fuck shit. They want the cooning. They want the shucking and jiving. They want the dolomite complex. They want all that. And and Charleston White gives it to them on a silver platter. You know, regardless of how people feel about it. I mean, it's a strategy that works for him. My thing is. I I look at it in in terms of if this is somebody I knew or if this was an uncle of mine. And he was doing all this shit. I would I wouldn't necessarily rock with it, but because this nigga ain't family, I think the shit's funny as hell. So there's that. With that being said, 
Ruin Leon, Benny Johnson, Night Talk TV, or Night Talk. I keep saying Night Talk TV. Stevie Knight, a.k.a. Night Talk. We're only 21 minutes in. We are going to move forward. Um, Let me go here. All right, let's let's see something. Hold up. <coughs> I wasn't so, but I am here. All right, so now I want to get to this point in this academic stream where he kind of like low-key exposes the game and how these women get down in the industry. Hold on. I was having a good old time, man. I was like, not the pervert one. What's the other Simmons nigga name? Not Russell. He be fucking some other shit. What's the other nigga name? The preacher nigga? I was in my bathtub scrolling on my phone, having a good old time. I'm over here building a business. I'm putting in mad work. You know what I mean? The chat niggas is reacting accordingly. We working out here. Minding my motherfucking business. Now, before I get into anything today, and we're going to start hot, I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> here we go. I Big gave it 24 hours. Big act. That get anybody get called me. Get him. Could have said act. Big act. Get him. Hey. This is, hey, this was a mistake. Max Payne. You just caught a collateral. We mad at that nigga. I gave everybody 24 hours. Oh, shit. But not my the name countdown. will not be played with. Cuz, not the countdown. Five years in this broadcast. Not the countdown. Entertainment career. You know, I heard, I heard Blueface say, no, it was a Blueface. Oh, shit. Nah. Yeah, Blueface say say something to Soldier Boy. He said, "Oh shit, he said, nigga, I've been waiting to, I'm I'm waiting to, to 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 do a demo, nigga. I felt like I did a demo, a tutorial. I gave people the 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 the, the dummy uh whatever for dummies book. Everybody should know how I get down. Damn. My only request, and I even told Blogs to tune in today. Today's the day you can tune in. Please, y'all. Oftentimes, when people say stuff about me." And I respond, y'all be like, why is he so mean to women? Why? Tell these motherfucking scallywags. Uh-huh. I've been given an entire course. Go ahead. A PhD. Damn. On how I give it up. Damn. You might want to leave me alone. You might want to leave me alone. Unless you want to be on that summer jam screen. You might want to leave me alone. Max Payne. So I don't want to hear no blog. Max Payne. Tell no. me, oh man, why'd he go so hard? No, they were joking. They were trolling. They were. My name is not to be played with. I keep telling y'all, and this is why I don't want to sound mad today. Crash I out, I nigga. Realize some stuff that do trigger me. Nigga, crash I'm out. Born person. Certain I things crash I don't out really over deal shit, with. You know what I mean, that's not the type of jokes I like to play. No botty man guy games. Who play gay games. No, no botty man games. Okay. So we gonna get into it. Everybody come up in here. Oh shit! He gonna cook. I love. He gonna cook. But, but you know what's so funny? He gonna cook. The person who even said this, and I honestly, when the when the person said this, I thought they were hacked. I swear, I thought they were hacked. And I was waiting for like I was actually waiting for the message to be like, "Yo, oh my bad, my account was compromised." Waited an hour, two hours. Three hours now. Nah, it's getting disrespectful. Oh, shit. Four hours. All right, nobody going to call my phone? Five hours. Okay, I messaged him. What's popping? Damn. Six hours. Seven hours. Eight hours. 
Oh. Nine hours. Oh, shit. Nah. Nah. Now I'm like Kodak if he ain't had a snore in like 10 minutes. Nigga, I'm about to jump through the screen. Oh, 11 hours. shit. Whoa. 12 hours. Not playing right. Okay, anyway. So let me get to what everybody really wants me to talk about. Oh, Shade Room didn't cover it. They're smart. The neighborhood talk who's ran by a flaming homosexual. Whoa. Whoa. Of course, they can't, you know, all the gay niggas want other niggas Free to speak. I'm sorry bitch. to tell you, I'm going to disappoint y'all all day long. Free speech, okay? Where I come from, what I stand for, me, I ain't gay, my nigga. I'm sorry. Whoa. I know y'all trying to make gay the new norm in this industry. I'm sorry. Kick me out of it. I ain't one of y'all. I'm sorry. Mm. I know y'all gay niggas who run this shit want other people to seem like they in the club with y'all. Whoa. They in the fucking boat. Everybody on the cover, y'all need to call the actual names of niggas on the cover. Maybe Diddy sucking dick. I don't know. Whoa. Don't know. Whoa. Don't ever put no type Whoa. Whoa. Ack is crashing out. God damn. Max Payne. Niggas got, yo. <laughs> Max Payne. This nigga's on Max Payne mode, man. Shit is crazy, man. Shit is critical right now, man. Why niggas targeting? Why why is why his niggas uh sparring with the nigga act like that, man? It's disgusting. Shit is embarrassing, man. Get these chat niggas out here, you know what I mean, to fucking humiliate these people, man. This shit is incredible. Disrespectful. All these tea spilling whores too, man. I've been talking about this shit for a while, man. These gossiping bitches are the worst. And the worst thing, like I said before, these gossiping bitches are the absolute worst, man. They are a cancer to our society, man. You go into a workplace, right? Like, let me just give y'all, like, how I see shit, right? Just from my perspective, quickly, before we go back to act crashing out. Like, you go into a workplace that's predominantly women. Like, you're not going to see much, like, constructive things going on. It's a lot of destructive things, a lot of gossip, a lot of rumors, a lot of sneak dissing. Like that's that's women in the workplace in a nutshell. There is nearly like and on a ratio, it's like 50-50 on the ratio of men. Like, all right, where like like for example, they'll go, all right, where's where's men on a productivity level? Like most men are working. Like even a man who's even a man who's not working as much, he's to himself. Like he's not in the whole group conversation and what's this person doing or what's this person taking off time for? Like that shit is gay for a man to kind of be in that conversation. Like, oh, yeah, I heard such and such is leaving early. Like, nigga, you gay. Fuck out of here, nigga. And you out here talking, talking to women like this. Like you, you just wanted a girlfriend. Batiman. You one of the girlfriends, man. Despicable, man. Booty Bodman. Booty Bodman. Booty Bodman behavior. You're out here fucking um, conversing with these fucking whores, man. At the workplace. Oh, they talking about this guy. Well, I heard this about this guy. Like, what are you doing, you sissy? Niggas beat you the fuck up. These niggas be straight, too. Having these fucking gossiping conversations with women. Like a hoe, man. Fucking embarrassing. Despicable. Well, weird shit like that. 
Oh, my motherfucking name. But of course, we're going to have some, you know, we got some blogs that's ran by gays. Oh, stop. You know I mean? Stop. I think that nigga was exposed. Yo, man, stop. Let me not even get uh, Come on. Spirit, oh, anyway. Fuck. Our, okay, let me get you. Damn. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Jade. I really never even had no issue with you. I never. Okay, hold up. Had a problem with you. I don't remember of. All right, this this is, um, I might skip a little bit of this. Um, Jade, I think, is one of six nines, concubines, one of these fucking, you know, smuts. They're all in the, they're in the industry. And like, I knew this. I've said this before. This is why I'm playing this. I've said this before. Years ago, I've said this. These whores in the industry are no different than whores in the street. They've been around. The only thing that makes them different is they showcase that they've been around because they've actually benefited from being around. Sweetie, she's benefited from being around. These other bitches benefit from being around because they're not just dealing with regular square guys. They're dealing with rappers. They're dealing with producers. They're dealing with guys in the industry. So they're always getting something in the return. They're always getting something for their whorish actions. I've said this before in a time previous where a woman who was a quote unquote jump off we're using old school terminology. Shout out to Joe Budden. If if you're if you're if you know of a jump off, if you know of a promiscuous bitch, right? That woman is not held on high value. Never had and during those times. Today, a bitch can be selling pussy, getting a bag, and become a role model to young women. Unfortunately, that's facts. That's facts. That's the truth. Now, okay, she said that. The next thing she says, don't make me post this video with me playing in your ass. Whoa. I think, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I think she's talking to 6ix9ine. I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. Nah, 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 nah. We're going to still talk. I kind of like this now because it, it just, we just skipped through it by me pausing. I'm not even pausing the video. The video is still playing. Like, if I hit this button, it's going to continue to play. Listen. You know, fucking... Bullshit. I don't know why it does that for but that's fine. To him, because he couldn't see what the fuck was going on. <laughs> why is your best friend talking about me like... You know, he called me from that fucking jail phone begging me to apologize to you, my nigga. Like, why would you play with me like this? You know my words cut deep. You know I'm gonna... You know I'm gonna hurt... You know, you know what type of guy I'm at. Why do you force me to do this type of stuff? Oh, shit. So that's nah. the first time I even really got cool with you because my man's like at- snitching and he's doing whatever my My man's saying. out here snitching. Who's- Yo, stop. Yo, Ak Ak is shot the fuck out. This nigga talking about 6ix9ine. He's referring to 6ix9ine. He said, my man's is out here snitching. Yo, come on, bro. Cut it out. Yo, that's foul. And look, I get it. Niggas sit back and go, well, Ak's not a street nigga. That doesn't matter. Do you understand? Like, that doesn't matter. That means nothing. You had a high level. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Like, I would chill with, like, Sammy the Bull Gravano. I'll chill with him. He's an informant I'll chill with. Uh, Who's the other nigga? John A. Light. He was, like, the enforcer for the Gambino crime family, the Albanian nigga. I'll chill with them. In a heartbeat. 
six nine? No, no. And it's a cultural thing. It's a culture. It, it really is a cultural thing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't sit down and converse with somebody who's done that, especially somebody who's done that, given the image that he was perpetuating that entire time. Like I couldn't respect it. Somebody like Sammy the Bull Gravano, who was a straight up hitman, who was a straight up mafia guy. Like everybody looked at this nigga as the stand up guy. And because John Gotti was such a piece of shit and John Gotti was such a loud mouth and braggadocious that he name dropped. It was rumored. And I'm going to give you all a quick lesson because I know about shit like this. Don't ask me how. It was rumored that John Gotti knew that his place, uh, the Ravenette, or was it the Ravenite? The Ravenite, his nightclub, was being bugged. So he would go out there and randomly mention people's names and put their names in the fucking crime books. These niggas are pieces of shit. So when Sammy the Bull Gravana found that out the last minute, he flipped. Fuck it. Some people will say there's no way... Of respecting that whatsoever. I get it. But 6ix9ine, there's not even anything close to what 6ix9ine has technically done. Like he's he's literally put that lifestyle out there on the front street. <clears throat> and it's not that you blame the niggas that did it, because they was extorting them anyway. They was getting bread off them. You know, that's an easy, that's a cash grab. You see what I mean? They had a cash cow on deck. And they bleed him dry. They, they was extorting this nigga, taking half his money and shows. They was doing him foul. Shit was funny, though. Fuck that. And I don't have hatred towards 6ix9ine. It's just me. It, how I how I was raised, I can never be seen in the same. I can never be seen in the same environment that 6ix9ine is in. Not to say that I would do anything. It's just I would excuse myself. Like I wouldn't want to be in that environment. You see what I mean? But niggas believe that there's still a culture left in hip hop, which is kind of funny because, I mean, if you think about, if you just think about the entire story in general, it's almost like, did they do a documentary about it? They did like a mini documentary about 6ix9ine, but they never really like put too much detail in it. Like that's just movie, that's like movie level shit. And I remember they were talking about trying to make a movie out of this shit. Uh, when when six nine was first ratting and shit, he was first uh, he was mentioning rappers. I'm like, God damn, this nigga's out of pocket. Hey, Boogie was fucking her. Shit, he long time before. Hey, Boogie, I don't mean to out you like this, but one time before, like every day show episode, like please don't. He said, "Cause I hope six nine ain't mad because I piped the bitch out." Wow. <laughs> Come on, every nigga done piped the shorty out. <laughs> this is a perennial side chick. Six nine, the first nigga who made her wifey. I get it. There's a lot of y'all chicks who had to build the bodies, go to Dr. Miami. By the way, these bitches don't work out at all. Every three months, they go down there and get the fat sucked out. Shit's crazy. Now, I'm glad we're talking because I love to talk. I talk for a living. So let's get into it. Cool. So 6ix9ine wipes her up. When I recap the Cardi B shit, he got, she caught feelings. Call that nigga while he was in the rat hole, whatever the case is. He's oh, like, yo, shit. I need Yo, the they want me. Hole. They want the rat hole? Yo, come on, bro. Me all day. Stop. And he basically told her ass, hey, I want to know you're not fucking nobody. Go get 10 tattoos of me. Her stupid ass because she can't, she can't fumble the back. Ran 10 tattoos. Face, face, face. 10 tattoos of the nigga, right? This nigga 6ix9ine made the bitch get face tattoos. 
I mean, God damn it. I mean, what else? I would have to give credit to 6ix9ine. Like, yo, I guess you really got a bitch on the leash. I mean, what the fuck can I say? Bitch is dumb enough to do it. Shit ain't. She didn't have a gun held to her head. Shit. That's crazy. This is what they said on Shade Room. Commenter 42 Doug fan page says, Baba, that's what they're doing. Cool. We did that for two years. Matter of fact, I ain't gonna lie, I like the admiration. For, I had admiration for that. If you could give him two years to stay home, you got his bodyguard who's stalking you. Yes, and by the way, Sam, I didn't mean to out you like that, but you know what it is. Six Nine was paying his bodyguard to watch this bitch to make sure she wasn't fucking other niggas while he was locked up. Okay, cool. You doing all that? Do your job. Read your comments to the nigga. Fuck the nigga. Get your bag. This what y'all bitches keep don't understand. I'm rich on my own self, man. Man, I've been told you I'm 30 M's up. A bitch never helped me. Damn, dirty M's up. I don't up. ask a nigga for shit. Damn. This is what y'all bitches do, though. Y'all lay on y'all back and take dick. That's Damn, cook. So now look at y'all, man. Damn. Y'all look me in the eyes because I know really all you good for is sucking cock. God damn. It's cook. Yo, cook. Yo, this nigga is not playing games, man. Cook, brother. Cook. Damn. This is this is classic act right here, man. This is sick. Leaking told my offset was DMing her. He missed her. Come on, stop it, man. Offset's not leaving Cardi B for you. Damn. Six nights the only dummy who wife to, and he learned later on. Damn. So I right, bet. Let's keep this shit going. Damn, man. Let's keep this shit going. Because y'all probably... Let me tell you this, man. When the bag get low for these hoes, they say anything. This guy see another bitch who claims she's a deal with me. She's on a whole oh, act. Dick is this. Act it. Bag is low. Damn. Max Payne. Let me tell you where you fucked up at. Yes, you did. Why did you even really call me out? You should have been a... You should have found some way to communicate with me the last 24 hours. I tried to give you a pass. Damn. My nigga. When... You and 6ix9ine, y'all came to my house, this house, nigga. And y'all came in at Rolls Royce, whatever, and y'all had mass security. And, you know, 6ix9ine welcomed my house. That's my boy. So, like, again, y'all gonna try to make two men being friends gay? I get it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they try to violate this nigga, man. Typical. This, This is what these fucking whores do. You understand me? This is typical bitch think, cunt think behavior. You understand me? They've been saying this shit about him. Uh, like, first of all, from the beginning, I said to myself, like, yo, like, 6 9 really, they, they like, they they really tight, like, him and act. They really, not on no gay shit, but they just really, which is weird, out of all people, and this is like this is not me like really going out there and judging a person blatantly, but from how I look at it, you would think somebody in the hip hop that's that sorta of has his this hand on the pulse of the hip hop like culture right now, which is act, you would think like he would have somebody like, you know, credible. Meaning like not like he talks about Drake a lot, but he not chilling with Drake. Drake's not, you know, doing streams and shit with him. You know, which I think is kind of weird. You know what I mean? 
but he does have a reach. So it's for him to sort of, I think it almost shortens his potential. And he knows that to an extent. I think he knows that even beforehand, even before the whole six, nine flipping thing, even when he was dealing with him, then it was kind of like, it was lessening the bag for him in a lot of ways. And it kind of like blocked his way to dealing with other people, whether he knew it or not, whether he cares or not. But, you know, that's crazy. You know what I mean? That's crazy. By the way, keep in mind, if you want to know where this chick was found, 6 9 was cheating on his other girl, or I don't even Jesus know who's with Christ. her. He went to go shoot a music video with Kanye West and Nicki Minaj back um, um, right before he got locked up. Saw her and her sister. She was supposed to be in like some music video. And I think Nikki like fucks with her or something like that. He piped the shit out of her and he probably said, oh, she bad? Like, let me just leave my bitch. That's where she really came from. She was just a music video bitch. Damn. It's like being in the club. Hey, listen, you want some Jack and Coke? You want some, you know what I mean? Like, you want Red Bull and, and, and Henny? That's her. Okay. So he did all this goofy shit for the nigga. Yes, he got you. Some little partner, whatever the case is. Max but Payne. But after a while, he gets out. Max Payne. Y'all moving incognito, living in, living outside of the view of the public because they're trying to figure out if people trying to kill him. You're running around with them, blah, blah, blah. That's your life for another year. So you done sacrificed all this time with this nigga. Are you securing the bag? Damn. Well, this is how dumb girls are. Let me tell you how. Well, you know what the bag would be for her? Six nine bought her a car. Ask me if she still got it now. Quavo, repo. Damn. Okay. Six nine bought her a bunch of Birkins. You know the Birkins go for like sixty thousand a piece. She had bought like nine of them. She thought she was Nicki Minaj. She be in the little closet, like doing the little. Hey, look at my <clears> shit. <throat> Playing Nicki songs all over the shit. Man, cut it the fuck out. <laughs> this is why I can respect six nine man. Hey, he is a simp and a trick, and he admits that, too. Beta. But when that nigga got rid Beta. of her, nigga, he took them bags and brought it to all the bitches that she don't like, nigga, and gave it to them. Took all them bags back. So you probably lost, like, $200,000, $300,000 in bags. <laughs> nigga repoed the bags. Y'all ever heard of a nigga? Miss your final. Walk out next time. <laughs> all right, lost the bags. I Eliminated. think she kept, like, the little chain and the watch. All right, cool. She kept a little something or something. And then... You know, from the story I heard, and, and, and see, this is why I be knowing all y'all business. Why was y'all even talking about me? Six nine started fucking with some other bitch right after he dumped her. Everybody, you wanna know where he dumped her? She started playing. Remember, she had, like hit him at the club type shit. You know, the bitches start getting too entitled. First of all, I'm already telling you, she's hindering his career. You gotta watch out for women who hold you back down, push you forward. Damn. She thinks that this nigga just wanna set up shop and and, and live in her pussy. No, he has an artist. He has to work. He has to make music and go outside. Not just fuck you all day. Cause you know why? All these bitches gotta do is look at their ass like fucking starfishes with their goddamn BBLs and goddamn like sculpted bodies by Dr. Miami and take cock. Damn. Let's talk about it. So. <laughs> Oh, what was God. that? My bad. Oh. Okay. Oh. So now. Oh, God. 
and, and this is what he told me. He said she started playing. You know the niggas on the niggas on parole. I know y'all really think he's a federal agent. Oh man, he on parole, man. This bitch started playing like police games with him and shit like that. Not knowing that yo, if he really get into some shit, like some shit, some shit. At least in the U- U.S., bro, they are going to send him to prison. They ain't going to be like, oh, this is a this snitch. He ain't going to get out. She started doing that type of shit with him. He got rid of her. Eliminated. Like he told me about the last time. Nigga. He basically, he did some Tiger Woods shit. Salute to that man. You know, you know these bitches turn squatters. She in the crib won't leave type of shit. He had her leave with the security. And basically he told her, yo, you got to get your shit, man. Then the police came. The police basically said, yo, yo, you got to go to. So they broke up. He ain't been fucking with her since. The last message she sent to me was after he got, I think he had got punched or some shit like that or jumped. And she was oh, like, shit. on some pathetic shit like, yo, I wish I could talk to him. I wish he would. T-. No, you don't want to talk to you, my nigga. It's over. You had your run. He done beat it up. And let me get back to, to uh, securing the back. So he done took mad shit from you. Got the car back. That's hell. I guess you covered up all the tattoos. Do what you got to do. You did keep the jewelry. But all the money and private jets you used to fly on, that shit's a duck. You're back in the clubs hosting for 900 bucks. When a nigga used to be spending hundreds of thousands on you. Oh, shit. You tell me who's winning. Terrible. Now, let, me give, let me give some more to the story. Remember one time they showed up to my crib. Showed up to my crib. And I remember saying, what the fuck? Yo, Instagram is a liar. What is going on here? Huh? Shreddy? What's going on? This bitch was shaped like a beluga whale. Oh, me. I no. Hold on. I said, ain't no way this is the chick who everybody is fucking breaking their penis, their phallus. <laughs> phallus. I'm looking at six nine like, I ain't trying to. Yo, you my homies. Stop, I ain't going to say bro. right here, but. Might have to holla at you type shit. Now, little did I know, but I found out later, and by the way, this was her own admission. She was pregnant. Yikes. Yes, 690. Now, let me just tell you about fumbling the bag, and I ain't gonna get too far into this and too much into this, just because even though you said some dumbass fake shit about me, I'm gonna have a little bit of a heart. Remember when I showed up to y'all crib, the same crib that... Six nine and his other girl having the problems that? Yeah, yeah. His new girl. The new girl that been getting him back lit. The new girl who even though they got their problems because six nine probably is a toxic nigga, she's added to his life and she's bringing his clout up while you were sucking it down. Damn. Okay. It was your own fucking admission to me that since you've been with six nine in just two years, you don't have like seven, eight abortions. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. Because I say, oh, yeah, remember that time we came? It's like, yeah, I was pregnant then. Well, I ain't gonna lie. You know what that sounds like to me? Fumbling the bag. <laughs> this is, listen, you might as well have kept the baby. You wouldn't be on here talking about, let me put up a video of me playing with your ass. Here's the part two, and that's what I'm gonna say about fumbling the bag. Well, well, maybe that's not fumbling the bag, because you know damn well 6ix9ine was not gonna pay no child support. He ain't pay shit to the other baby moms. Definitely wasn't gonna pay shit to you. Maybe you didn't fumble the bag. Okay, maybe I'll take it back. I'll take that back. Tango down. Yeah, he don't pay child support. That's a joke. Okay, anyway. The point is this. You resorted to OnlyFans. Very shortly after he broke up with you. The money's not the same anymore. 
the aesthetics when you go live and you're showing off your background doesn't look the same. There's no more marble floor. That's carpet, baby. There's no more like really high class living. Yeah, we're seeing the asbestos. It doesn't look the same. Okay? You found another trick. He's just not 6'9". And that's the thing. Most of these girls will get another trick. But I get the money is low because I, if you guys don't know, and I'll give you the plug. This is the plug you wanted probably from this. She had a little OnlyFans page where she put up uh, a video without his consent. She put up a video of 6ix9ine fucking her. This is how these girls fall from grace. You will get right and dine, flown on private jets all fall around from the fucking grace. country. And these days, all you have to show for it is a body covered with tattoos, eight abortions, oh, down bad, lost out on time, effort. And all you have is those three videos on your phone that you're saying, how many times can I upload this with a filter oh. that somebody could care and give me a few pennies that I could make some money? Hood rat. Well, that is a pathetic life. And this is why y'all high-class prostitutes and y'all high-class escorts, oh. I don't care how much y'all show these little watches and shit like that, you don't work. Damn. You don't make no money. Y'all hosting clubs Y'all hosting clubs for bottle service. Stop it! Max Payne. All y'all good at doing is getting comments on T-pages. That's it. And ruining niggas' reputations. You know why 6 9 probably is not going to respond to you? And by the way, you should have seen the writing on the wall. You know what I meant? Uh, I'm 6 9 6 9 told me one thing, and I could see why he's in the situation he's at now. Pussy's pussy. Bitch, you ain't better than the rest of them. Like, every bitch looks like you were better. Like, let's get serious. 6 9 always wanted to be in a relationship where his girl... With on some Cardi B offset shit, where his girl is lit too, and their relationship is almost like the clout, because he got no problem gaining attention in terms of the male community, because he beats with everybody. But you know what females care about, unfortunately, relationships. Being with you, you a bottle girl that ten rappers done fucked. Damn. Niggas was looking at him like, yo, we all fucking bitch. That's what everybody was saying to the man. Basura. Niggas is telling me like, yo, you, Basura. I, yo, yo, I can't, I can't forget this guy. Yo, I remember Abel was like, yo, yo, act, you don't think, you don't think six now, man, I'm like, this whole back in the day, right? I'm like, he ain't never say nothing. <laughs> six was a little bit, he, he cared a little bit too, right? A lot though. I remember after that interview, boy, he was like, yo. Boo, you ain't say nothing about my girl, right? Damn. That's why you can't date no girl who be fucking everybody. Damn. Anyway, back to the back to the conversation. Um, so yeah, a bunch of fumbled bags and fumble opportunities. These days, she's trying to make and make ends meet. <clears throat> and I know y'all women on these platforms would love to hear the salacious lie that academics is gay. And Yo, you're taking some dick. Whoa, and that's why he get it, women. He got a bussy. But let Whoa. me tell you this: you see, the majority of y'all Whoa. that follow these T pages, and I'm talking to you in the comments over there, okay? Whether you're on the show, you're on Hollywood, on Lot Ball Alert, I don't give a fuck if you're on either motherfucking neighborhood talk. Just remember, this bitch is your idol, your role model. 
Damn. Y'all are bitches who don't like getting it yourself. You like laying on your back and taking dick open your dick. Not smart enough to keep it and definitely not smart enough to invest what you already got. Talk that shit. Y'all walk around just showing off the same little wasted goods. Mm. Who gives a fuck about that AP? If you're living in a $1,200 apartment, who gives a fuck about that little car when you don't got nothing really of substance, especially your bank, you don't make no money. Damn, son. Y'all look up to the wrong people. These bitches, all they good for is twerking, showing their ass. It's the reason why when yeah. people talk about women these days, especially from the women we see in the industry, yeah. we talk about them like they're purchasable commodities. This was a struggling bitch working at a fucking club that got fucked by every rapper who probably threw a bag on son. the weekend of their album release party. And then 6ix9ine came around and saw her and felt, fell in love with her for whatever reason. Yikes. Showed Idiot. her the world. She was flying private and private. She was walking around with him with a million dollars per year security. A you rat. know what that does to <laughs> a famous, A famous, a famous, well-known rat. Congrats. I mean, for bitches, I guess it's different, right? I, isn't that is that the case? It's different for bitches. Like bitches don't look at that like that. I guess, especially like a bitch that's in the hood who's trying to get out of the hood. Like she ain't gonna give a fuck. This is six nine. He got all this money. You know, niggas that's on the outside looking in. It's like, yo, you chilling with a whole rat, bro. Like that's crazy. Like yo, if you're security, that's different. Like if you secure, if you're a security guard, that's completely different. Like that's money. It just so happened that you protecting the rat. Like I mean, that comes with consequences too. We all know that. But that's at least an occupation. Like you know that nigga's there for a reason. The bitch is there. She just there for, for the money. You know these bitches can end up being a casualty too. You know what I mean? You never know. Niggas talking about yo. Six nine is still an agent, bro. Six nine got the feds on deck. Look at his, look at his uh, security, nigga. That security wasn't with him when the uh, when the father and son whooped that nigga's ass in Florida. I know that much. Security wasn't pr- the feds. The alleged feds was not present at that moment when six nine got his ass destroyed. Um, by those Latin King niggas. Like, yeah, the security was not present. The feds were not present. The L was present. That was the only thing present. Um, like, how I look at this shit, to me, I just find it, the reason why I played this shit is because I find it funny to hear academics talk the way that somebody who would have perceived things to be red pill or a person who said that he is in fact anti red pill or he's not with the red pill community, but in the talking points of women showcasing themselves as sex objects, he pretty much sounds like one and the same where if you were to listen to academics if you never heard of academics before, and this is the only thing that you've heard of academics, a lot of people would instantly compare him to a fresh and fit or an Andrew Tate with his talking points. And that shouldn't be that much of an offensive thing for him because those are the people he chill out with. But I just say it's funny to hear it 
coming from academics because no more no more than half a year ago I did a video about academics talking about guys in the manosphere and in the red pill and his opinion about those people and how in a lot of ways I agreed where it's like the red pill is like on its last leg so the people who kind of the people who stay on that leg are the people who kind of they don't know it that they're like it's not as if a person is just passionate about the red pill like no he's trying to bleed that bitch dry like yeah let me put out you know these top 5 videos or let me still do this and do that but the credibility of the red pill is gone but the talking points ironically enough is kind of mimicked by those who would want to be against it. So it's just something. Besides, that shit was more funnier and more meaningful than the other shit that I was playing. No disrespect. Shout out to Night Talk. Shout out to Benny Johnson. Um, shout out to Ruin Leon. And yeah. The main event, though. Academics crashing out on these fucking celebrity thoughts. And that's all they really are. You got to start thinking, right? When women become more known for their sex tapes than their actual music and artistry, that's kind of when you reach the deep end of this shit. It's like we're in a deep end of a pool full of feces. It's like the sewage tanks and the sewage just pumps up this pool full of shit. And it's like, we're in the deep end of the shit. Where it's like, bitches outside of just selling their bodies, they sell their souls just to get some bit of fame and attention. And then after like two years of completely embarrassing themselves, sexualizing themselves, they get a change of heart and they expect all these men to just be up in arms. It's like, no, you're a thought, right? You were out here getting used up. You know what I mean? Um, and in reality, you know, guys should have the right to go. No, nah, we not fucking with y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all y'all acting crazy. Y'all doing crazy, inappropriate shit. And, and a lot of men aren't going to let that shit slide like that. A lot of men's not going to let that shit slide. In fact, their, their response to such things is going to be very harsh. I mean, very harsh. And I think that's just the easy excuse for women to resort back to conditional femininity and no longer want to be held accountable. They want to be treated like women again. They want the respect. They actually look for chivalry again. And by that time, niggas is done playing games. Like, man, get the fuck out of here. Niggas is leaving the country. Niggas is going their own way. You got SYSBM, you got MGTOW, you got Ibmore, you got, you know, where, where women kind of solo themselves out, um, they exclude themselves from the relationship or just the value of them as people in relationships by pretty much being sex objects and doing everything for a temporary bag and a temporary come up. 
And which, of course, like I always say, like the short term benefits for a woman usually leads to long term consequences. Like they're not they're not looking they're not looking at things from a from a clear view, like from their point, they just they have this way of just seeing things for the moment or feeling something from the moment because she feels something at that moment. It's the most important thing until it long until it no longer is. And a lot of women look at men and look at relationships the same way. It'd be the guys today who really don't have that mindset of being aware of what's going on around them and having a self-awareness and awareness of the people that they're with to kind of pick up on those things. And see, these niggas, they the ones that get really fucked over at the end. You ever see like the situations where, you know, guys took advantage of the guys who are taken advantage of. Seven times out of 10 are usually not the guys who deserve that type of treatment. But if you look at the women that these women, or you look at the men that these women were with previously, all of these men treated her a certain way to where she felt that it was acceptable. Yeah, I mean, she felt that it was acceptable for, you know, her to have a way of thinking and to have a way of pretty much being treated like shit by guys who she likes. But then it's the guy that she likes that actually treats her well. She doesn't know how to reciprocate that whatsoever. So she treats him like shit. And what do these guys do? They try harder, right? They buy the woman flowers, like all types of goofy shit. And these and these women, realistically, it's not it's never talked about as much. These women use and abuse these men. Women go out there, have multiple sex partners, multiple sexual partners, tell the man otherwise. The man just ignorantly believes it for whatever reason, of course. You know what I'm saying? But in the sense of like the industry, it's really no different. Because. I mean, in reality, think about it. What makes these women so different than the average thought? I mean, the average thought can look better than half of these bitches in the entertainment industry today. It's whatever level of fame or whatever level of attention that they've gotten that puts them in a position to where like they're actually they're actually seeing the entertainers and the celebrities. That's literally the only thing that separates them from the average thought. The average thought still has her reach, but she's not she's not reaching the level of like celebrity rappers and entertainers, but they all objectify themselves and they all have a price tag. That's what's crazy about it. They all have a legitimate price tag. They will tell you what they expect without without being outwardly like a prostitute, unless you're dealing with an OnlyFans girl in which bitches on OnlyFans is nothing more than electronic. um, Excuse me, an electronic prostitute. You know, this bitch is a gadget. This bitch is a fucking uh, come reciprocant like this bitch is she ain't shit. But our society not only puts them on a pedestal, but places them in high regards. So now 
you don't have prostitutes anymore. You have sex workers because we want prostitution to be professional, which prostitution is pretty much as professional as it gets. It's not legal work, but it's as professional as it gets. When a woman tells you she has something for sale, she gives you a price or she gives you the price range. She's telling you right away what she is worth. These women today, as you can see where I'm going here, are no different except they're not giving you what you want, but they're giving you what she expects. She's not giving you what you would want from her, but she's just giving you orders. She's giving you uh, a checklist. She has all these unrealistic expectations, all these unrealistic standards. She wants the gentleman. She wants the nice guy. She wants the guy that only pays attention to her, but she wants to live freely, do what she wants, screw who she wants. And it's, it's, it's idiotic. It makes no fucking sense. And then the guys who sit back and go, well, wait, that doesn't make any fucking sense, bitch. You sound like a fucking idiot. Um, you're a bad guy. There's something wrong with you. You must be insecure, right? This is how guys like Sneeko, not Sneeko, uh, Destiny. This is how guys like Destiny get caught up in his little fucked up, perverted, disastrous divorce that he has. Because he gave the women all the power. He gave the woman all the power. The woman, the woman has the ability to go out there and do what she wants sexually. She's going to get attached to another man before you get attached to another woman. Because as a man, in which the man, you know, goes out there and, and you know, finds the women and, you know, he's known for, you know, for whatever biological reason, given the opportunity to plant his seed in multiple um, pots, if you will, and be able to still function. And financially speaking, if he can take care of them, it's not seen as bad. Now, the woman has multiple children by multiple different men or nine times out of 10 put in a situation to where they cannot financially take care of the child. But there's nothing to worry about, nothing to fear, because government assistance is here and they always get the battery pack placed on them. The government places a battery pack on these bitches, man. If you took away that battery pack, these bitches will malfunction. These bitches will spurg out. These bitches would shake, rattle and roll, man. I'm telling you, shit is crazy. But that's the way shit is. What, what, where, what, there would be no way of changing this. It is what it is with Western civilization itself. You only learn to adapt or you plan your exile, right? Like a lot of people have just sort of waved the red, uh, waved the, uh, the white flag and they, they go on abroad and, you know, they go on a board, I should say, or on abroad, I should say, and they go to another country. Me personally, I don't I don't feel that shit is that drastic, in my opinion. I've kind of just been used to doing what I've been doing for like the past eight years. So shit never really changed much for me. I think my way of viewing things, especially like with like the red pill, for example, like I look at it still as 
I look at it more now as a talking point than something that many people will silently look at and go, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Because even if it makes a lot of sense for certain people, it's not going to be received well because of its reputation and because of, you know, the Tates, the fresh, the, the, the fresh and fits, the Rolo Tomasi's and all these other people. Uh, nothing personal against them. I'm just not really fancy any of those people because of sort of the reputation that they kind of brought along with what would be considered the red pill now, um, formerly known as the red pill with these individuals that I mentioned, it's the griftosphere. It's the grift. It's getting as much as you can, you know, reiterating the same bullshit. And, uh, I'm not really with it. So with that being said, and as I always say in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, a shorter episode, a shorter edition, an unorganized edition, and an unorganized episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Now, like I said, for the rest of the week, I'm going to pretty much have the same uploading schedule where if I can't upload this by tonight, I'll just upload it tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, probably like 1145 or just 12 at noon, I'll just start, you know, doing an episode for the day and then, uh, do the same thing around this time at night, 805. I'm about to get ready to do my eight and hit the gate, but Jersey Judah signing out. Peace.